Holy crap. Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Almighty Alien Overlord Al. <laughs> I like where this is headed already. Ever faithfully is Cosmic Calamity Casper. And totally unrelated <laughs> is Al Loves Another Al, Alex Morningstar from Morningstar Guitars. Oh, I thought I had a nickname. I don't get a nickname. Yeah, what's your nickname? Al loves another Al Alex. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I told you some, some of them are golden <laughs> and some of them are garbage. I just... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it seems like every time we have anybody on that even could remotely pass for an Al, that's what you get. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All good things have a little owl in them. I don't know what to tell you here, man. We were quite misfortunate to have a lot of owls on in October. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It was just coincidence. It totally was. Month. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I got I to gotta start out by saying a small apology to my wife. Last week was actually our anniversary, and we recorded an episode on the day of, and I said nothing about it. So, honey, I love you. Happy anniversary. You, you know she doesn't really listen to the show. Shut up, okay? Just, jeez. <laughs> Interrupt that. Unless you get a really idiot spot somewhere, then she'll listen so we can laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which she did last week. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, by the You're way. You're welcome. If you haven't uh, listened to last week's episode, listeners, um, I made two a mistake two weeks ago. Yep. Oh, yes, two weeks ago. Yeah, when this as you're listening to this, two weeks ago. Uh, I made the mistake of... Singing along <laughs> terribly with our theme song in the intro of the the show. Yes, and, uh, it, the there mics a, were rolling. There was a highlight in there. I think it was Scooby Dee Boop Doo. <laughs> Scooby Dee Boop Dee Boop Boop. Yeah, <laughs> and Casper uh, did not edit it out. No, I sure didn't. I did. So it was, was it was really ma magical. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Alex, man. I cannot express enough how stoked we are to have you on here. Yeah, no problem. You are truly, um, truly one of our most unique guests ever. Um, <laughs> you, and I think you that's scoff, probably a but I think that's you're a, used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know how to take it sometimes. I mean, it's just kind of like, I mean, I have a bachelor's in biology, and somehow I just ended up doing this. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, you know what? Dexter uh, from The Offspring has a has a doctorate, I think, in microbiology. And, you know, he's Dexter from The Offspring. So, yeah. We all take weird paths, I guess. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, Alex, Mr. Morningstar, is uh, the guy behind Morningstar Guitars making all glass guitars and all glass replacement necks for other guitars, which is. Rad as heck. Uh, so let's just kick right into it. Uh, you know, let's start off with you, Casper. What have you been up to this week, guitar and or music-wise? Um, okay, sorry. Uh, what did I do? I took apart some pedals. That was fun. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, took the backs off. I, I had a really good time, uh, actually just last night, going over some ideas with my partner and showing her the insides of pedals and things, um, kind of expressing the different ways people do stuff. Um, I'm sure she was super. She was actually, she was oh, super yeah, into it. Okay. Yeah. We were, well, I think she was, she acted like she was. That's the true. That's the, <laughs> but I mean, usually that doesn't, you know, I can tell. 
usually. Sure you can. <laughs> yeah, <buddy>. yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, so we got to go over like um, the attenuator, the gentleman deluxe uh, V2 that I have from Fopstar is a very boutique uh, hand wired pedal. Looks really, really cool on the inside. Uh, you know, and then uh, the early the uh, delay that I got from Neil Graham that was kind of one of his earlier pedals pre Doctor Scientist and how he did that with PCBs and components and such. And then the surface mount stuff all from all the Doctor Science pedals that I have is really cool. We got talking about it and yeah, it was really neat. That was fun. Um, have not played any guitar in ten days uh, because of all the disaster cleanup and stuff in the house. You were fired from the show. How dare yep. you? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I okay. I'll just hit stop right now. <laughs> um yeah we are again back in the studio though which is kind of cool um the water smell is gone from the basement i think for the most part yeah no i I, it does not smell i i expected that like yeah smell to be kind of still here as a result of the minor flooding uh but no yeah lots of fans dehumidifier Mm -hmm. lots of fun but that's about the uh the size of my week, man. I didn't right. Do a whole bunch. Well, what about you, Alex? What did you get up to this week? Uh, just working on getting orders out, um, cutting new necks. I'm working on an acoustic glass guitar and also another guitar I need to send out for a review to another YouTuber. And then just, yeah, just processing orders, getting them out there. I'm a little behind, but we'll get there. Uh, also okay. building up my... I'm also building up my own music studio. That's a whole other project, but that's in the house. So anyway. <laughs> okay. So I got to admit, I w- I'm already still a little bit like, holy crap at the idea of uh, glass guitars, let alone an acoustic glass guitar. That is, that is rad stuff, my dude. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I'm not quite sure yet, but meh, it'll be a test. I don't know. All right. Well, because you made a face there, Al. I made a face. Oh yeah, about like kind of it was kind of dumbfounded almost, uh, like an. Oh, is an that all, what you were trying to? Take yeah, a I was trying to of? capture your your dumbfounded expression. It was oh, quite it was, good. It was probably like this. It, that's exactly the one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can make that for <laughs> it you was, anytime. It was crazy because uh, <laughs> I I was having a similar thought. An all glass acoustic guitar sounds incredible and extremely difficult. Yeah, it's going to be hard to build. It's even, and I have a feeling it's going to sound cool or it's going to sound really terrible. I just, I don't know how it's going to sound yet. You know, it's, uh, it'll sound unique. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll bet that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of the fun of it, just kind of figuring out eh, what, what's this thing going to sound like. <laughs> That's amazing. This is, sounds so, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm uh, me this week. What, what, what have you been up to this, week? this to week, Al? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still awaiting uh, the trapeze bridge. Ooh, I can give you an update on that. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we used my Amazon to get it, so. It's true. I don't actually have an account with Amazon. Um, so that'll be exciting when that arrives. Because uh, I can finally put this Kronbauer back to full glory. Um, and then I'm working on... I'm trying to find a neck maker. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research, and I know there's Warmoth or Mighty Might. I want to find some of the other people out there, uh, much like yourself, Alex, or, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, uh, Robot Graves Industries in our little pre-show chat, uh, Aluminum Neck Maker. Um, I'm trying to find who else is out there that uh, is making, um, is an alternate 
neck maker. Like replacement necks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very keen to find out because everybody knows Warmoth or everybody knows yeah. Stu Mac. Mm. Um, and there's a world out there of other, you know, uh, there's got to be some cool independent builders out there that I don't know. Um, and uh, also we're kind of working on a thing for the show. It's kind of a long-term project and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to kind of compile a, a list of neck makers. Mm. So um, I've been doing a lot of digging like that and it feels a little bit like the, uh, the kind of more traditional neck makers, the wood neck makers market has shrank a little bit. Shrank? Yeah. So shrunk, shrank, shrunk. What's that? Somebody can correct me in the comments of this <laughs> over Instagram or something. Um, like 10 years ago, there was just zillions of, of folks uh, offering um, custom necks on, on eBay and stuff, and you could uh, order something and, and and do the buy it now thing, and then they would message you, and you'd kind of work out what kind of a neck you wanted, then they'd send you the eBay invoice, and you'd pay that, and boom, you get your custom-made neck. That seems to be way, 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 way less common now. And uh, so I'm kind of trying to figure out, is there less of these dudes out there or is there less demand for that out there or have they just kind of moved on to different um, forums? Not like Are you looking for like a bolt on or a, like a set neck? Bolt on. Um, Probably bolt on. Yeah. Yeah. Bolt on for in particular for what we're doing, but I'm also just kind of looking to uh, expand the list of people I'm aware of. Um, yeah, I guess I haven't seen many Instagrammers like doing just like bolt on necks. I guess I mean I mean Warmoth pretty much dominates. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's too bad because like there there seems to be a generous amount of people doing cool bodies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, being in direct competition with Warmoth doesn't seem to be stopping that. But when it comes to necks, it's either Warmoth, Mighty Might. You know, one of those suppliers like All Parts or Stumac kind of thing, these, these huge brands. Uh, and the other, other than that, the only other options out there are the kind of more unique uh, alternatives, like your, yourself with the glass necks or the uh, much more prevalent and common aluminum neck market, which yeah. has quite a few players in it. So I don't know why that is, but. Yeah, I'm still waiting for someone else to like pop up and start doing glass, but maybe I'm just the only one stupid enough to do it. You are a bold pioneer, sir. Indeed. And on that, let's get into it with, uh, yeah, let's get into this, man. We need some origin story theme music because right about now I want to cue it <laughs> and have this like bombastic like origins i thought you would have learned your lesson i know making i know i'm not kidding you said it out. No. thank you <laughs> but anyway give us the origin story man how did you get into doing glass guitars let's see how it happened let's see i was so i was a biologist i was working in a biotech company um got a different job at a university and then was let go after like six months so i was unemployed for like i don't know eight months uh, unemployment ran out um, had to get a job to pay the bills somehow, so I ended up working in a glass shop. Actually, it was, it was just a window repair shop, but I learned how to, like, cut squares of like, for window pane replacements. And, you know, I was just around glass, and, like, there was a guy who'd been in the glass industry for, like, 20 years that I kind of just picked his brain. Um, and that's just kind of, like, how I got into it. That's how I learned to work with it anyway. And 
don't know, I read the, all the catalogs and magazines, learned about the different products you can use. And just kind of went from there. And then after that, I just kind of taught myself most of it. Okay. Tried things and some stuff didn't work and whatever. I don't know if what didn't work, I didn't do anymore. And what did work, I just kept going with. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's what I'm doing wrong when I'm trying to learn stuff. It's like, yeah. this doesn't work. And I just keep going with it. <laughs> so yeah, you can try some hard, but sometimes you just got an abandoned idea. <laughs> how did you... Uh, Cause I had a buddy who, uh, a good friend of mine, um, who I, you know, was like in a band with for years and lived with for years and, and briefly started a guitar brand with for year, you know, a couple of years. Uh, this guy and I did everything and he worked in uh, a window sh- factory for a couple of years himself. And, uh, he did not wind up making glass guitars. How did that transition happen? Yeah. I guess, um, I mean, I was, th- you know, I'd always had wanted to build my own guitar from scratch, you know, someday. I didn't think I'd do it out of glass, but I mean, just being around glass, sort of thinking about, okay, how would I do this? And then, like, so I guess there was, like, just this half-inch thick sheet of, like, glass that was just sitting in the corner that was incorrectly ordered. So I figured, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a neck. That's a glass neck. I could, like, cut that into basically a neck and just grind it into shape. Because I didn't know glass could come that thick you know what i mean so i was mm-hmm. like yeah that'll work that'll be the neck because i was like that was a, what i was hung up on really how would i make a neck out of glass yeah. oh, oh my gosh man there's so many hurdles that i would have been like no I can't not yet exactly <laughs> and you you overcame so what so when you made your first one what was that like I'd like to narrow that down to the first okay. time you put an angle grinder to a piece of glass. And I mean, how badly were you like freaking out? Because I would, I would not make that plunge. I would be like, nope, this is a this is a no <laughs> response. My brain is telling me no, do not do this. Uh, so how, no, how did I you overcome everything basically? And uh, yeah, I've seen some of your build videos, man. So great, and you do like. I can't. I just man, I would I would be wetting my pants. Being I mean, afraid I think, to I, take a bunch of glasses. Well, speaking of, face. of, you actually are right now. I can see it. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. I think I just saw like a YouTube because there's not a lot of glass work videos like on YouTube. Like basically, like if you see how to like work glass, it's all just like pretty much people cutting bottles and have to make fancy cups. That's about the extent of like what Google gave me. But I did find some like random video of some guy just taking an angle grinder to some glass, and I'm like, okay, I'll try that out, see what happens. And I don't know, I just kind of like just figured it out on my own, just kind of, you know. Crazy. Yeah, just <laughs> like I can, all I can see is if I was to try it is just a whole bunch of broken glass, you know. <laughs> well, okay, so when you were making your first one, how how many failures and, and reattempts were there? Was there a lot of that? I, I, I Well, I mean, I, I almost scrapped the first one, but I mean, I had all the pieces, so I just kind of glued it together. I mean, I'm looking at it right here. It's a piece of crap. But um, it's it's hideous. But um, I don't know. I mean, it was like a proof of concept, I guess. I mean, it was structurally sound. It didn't fall apart, didn't shatter when I put strings on it. So I'm like, okay, this works. Um, but anyway, I, it just it, whatever. It worked, so I was happy. I just kept going. Okay, so what? So there wasn't. So the first one is, is a piece of crap, but there wasn't a lot of like, you didn't make 15 necks and throw them all out trying to make the first one or. 
No, not really. I mean, I just kind of, no, I, yeah, I just kind of made all the pieces. I didn't really throw, I have to throw much. Oh, no, I did throw, I think I had three necks that I, because I was trying to figure out how to cut, get the neck to be profiled. Because at first I had like an angle grinder set up, like to where I was like going to slice off like slivers of the neck, like just feeding it in. And that didn't really work out too well. So, yeah, and like a couple necks I had to throw out, but like just gliding the angle grinder across it. That was kind of the best way to do it. Wow, man, this is my mind is just. I know. <laughs> um, so okay, so what, did you have a goal in mind with the first class guitar? Like, it was uh, was it like? Did you have an expectation for that instrument that you were hoping to achieve? And uh, you know, do you? I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't like starting out. Like, I mean, like in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, maybe I could sell these one day, but. Pretty much, I just wanted one, so I was like, "I'm gonna build one." That's what I'm gonna do. So, built my first one. Thought I can, I can do better because honestly, I, I, you can't even play it. Like the frets buzz, and like there's, it's not even connected anymore. There's like a single pickup that I got from a like a punch shop strat or whatever. But um, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to uh, build one, and then like my second one was kind of like, okay, I want to figure out how these things sound and I did a lot better on that one. The sustain on them is really good. Um, and they do have some unique like tonal properties. And then after that, I just kind of just tried to make them prettier, I guess. Have, have you always had, like they've always been full hollow to save weight or did you start out trying to laminate layers and make a, make a solid body first? I never made like a full, like, you know, solid one i knew i had to like have it be hollow in the middle to reduce weight like i think the second one i made was 17 pounds and then the third one was like 15 then the fourth one was i don't know maybe 14 and now i've um, gotten them down to like under 13 so i'm like some less poles weigh that much so that's just about as far as i'm gonna go <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a big fan of pvt 60s so heavy guitars don't scare me off per se um and i i just can't imagine making a glass guitar not heavy with the uh, well not with any kind of structural integrity anyway mm. I'm sure. yeah i mean i don't think i can get it under 12 pounds i don't think that's gonna happen but what uh, it's good enough for me that's yeah that's really interesting um what's the most challenging part for, what, what what is the part of the build where you're like oh, crap i gotta do this again like it what was the well, was, was that thing for you or was it a was it just the prototyping of all that process that was difficult and now it's not so bad? Well, I mean, building the first one, I think it took me three months just to figure everything out and kind of get it working or whatever, um, just a trial and error. But, I mean, the part that I hate the most is the fret work because I use stainless steel frets and those kill my hands and fingers. Like, by the time I'm done with the fret job, my hands are numb and just, it sucks. Yeah. But I think, like, the most stressful part is cutting the fret slots because the fretboard i mean it can like chip out pretty terribly and like once i'm at that point like if it happens like if there's a big chip the next basically garbage so i just have to be really really careful mm -hmm. so there's no way of um patching De that or, or delaminating like the sheet from the because that uv adhesive is killer right basically yeah I mean, basically like, creates another a bond like the glass itself yeah if you try to like knock something off it'll the glass will break 
somewhere else. It doesn't break along that bond. It's insane. Oh, I guess I wonder, like, uh, you know, when you chip out, like, a rosewood fretboard or a ebony fretboard, you know, you, you get, you do the, depending on the size of the chip, but you might just use uh, ebony dust and super glue, or you might actually glue in a tiny little piece of ebony that you just kind of match the grain up with. Um, if I can find the piece that's chipped out, then I can glue it back into place and you can't even tell. But some, like if I'm, you know, using a Dremel and it's like spinning real fast, that, that piece of glass, it's, a, yeah, well, it, it's, it's gone. It goes away. It's, it's lost. <laughs> yeah. um, just, no, it's, it's such an interesting thing. My brain is, I'm trying to, I know an okay amount about building guitars, normal <laughs> guitars. <laughs> and so my brain is trying to really tie in a lot of those processy processes processes processes, processes um, <laughs> <laughs> into what I am imagining your your process is like. And uh, man, I'm just my my tires are spinning here. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot to take in. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I try to. I, it's not a big secret, I guess. But I've never made a guitar out of wood, so wow. I figured. Okay, After you're so going into it, it's glass, so it's like it's not really the rules don't really apply. So just do, give it a try, whatever. Yeah, but that like, makes sense. I mean, uh, yeah. the geometry applies. But I was gonna say it's just yeah. the math at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I've done I've like refretted my um, strat neck before, like whenever I had that. So like you know did um, put installed new frets or whatever and leveled and recrowned, and I was like. That's enough experience. I can just build a glass guitar after that. Uh, well, you're not. That's actually. That's the hardest most thing. Most guitarists would consider that a big job. Yeah. <laughs> that's usually the job they don't do themselves. They take it to a luthier to do for them. So. Yeah, I'm definitely that guy. You're, uh, you know, I, I have a respect for you because, uh, and maybe it's because you started playing guitar a lot older in life, Casper. Mm. Uh, but you are a lot more conservative than I was, am, with uh, your guitar stuff. How do you mean? Uh, well, like you won't even install a strap knob for yourself in your in your Kronbauer. That's something you would take to Trevor. Well, it's a and I'm not. That's not. A, that's not a hack. That's it's it's a very expensive instrument. Exactly it's, right. Know, I can drill a hole and put a screw in something yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I would just be absolutely gutted if I did something and cracked the neck or just See, that's I, I have I am, destroyed yeah no I'm not gonna put a tons, and I'm not putting a drill bit to my ten thousand dollar acoustic guitar <laughs> it's just not happening man but I I, see, I I I destroyed a lot of crap instruments to to learn to do a thing and you've kind of you know I lit a Stratocaster on fire right <laughs> yeah that's no, true yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Sushugi bun yeah <laughs> like and and it still plays just everybody all you strat lovers i am not a strat lover but i did strip and 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 redo a, a strat f with fire so take some pictures of those uh, things for instagram one of these days yeah. we've talked about them on enough shows so was stainless steel frets a necessary part of the process or was that a you prefer them thing i mean i think given i mean you you can't refret the guitar basically i mean the uv yeah. glue like the frets aren't going to come out really and if you if they do you're going to take some glass with it and i doubt if you took it to any you know luthier they're gonna want to touch it to be honest they're gonna say yeah i'm not i'm not gonna re level and recrown this thing i'm just not doing it i think most people would just would be i don't think they would know how to take it to be honest so stainless steel they're supposed to last a decade i don't know how long i mean there's no like scientific papers on how long stainless steel frets last but 
from what I've read, they last a long time. So that's what kind of why I they, go with them. They last a very, very long time. I mean, all the guitar strings you can buy out there. Well, not, I'm sure there's probably one or two exceptions that are expensive. I'm not thinking of, but all the guitar strings you can buy out there are softer than stainless steel. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of imagine that that would be why you would use stainless because, uh, again, your your totally. UV adhesive uh, is not going to let go. So uh, at that yeah. point, you don't have, you know, um, because, I mean, frets have the little tangs in them when you press them into a wood neck that kind of bite in that you can, you know, makes them at some point removable if you want to. Uh, but I don't think the UV adhesive would let go. My yeah, my frets don't come off. But I mean, like, if, like right after, like, if I get them soon enough, like if it doesn't cure, like, all the way, I have been able to take one out if it didn't set properly. But after that, like after like a day or two, it's not going to come out without, you know, taking part of the fretboard with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're one of the few guys I've ever known that uh, has no tangs in their fretboard. It's just purely glued on frets. Uh, the other one I can think of is uh, Parker Guitars when they were in their heyday. Um, I think I've heard of them. There's a little bit that I leave in there just to kind of like set it in the slot, but I do like grind off like the very edges of them. Yeah, yeah Parker was just uh, because they were the pioneer of uh, carbon fiber, um, truly like completely surrounded in carbon fiber uh, instruments. So they didn't uh, cut fret slots at all on their fretboards. It was... They were com- they're completely smooth, and the frets are glued on. And there's something in the glue that uh, is now on a lot of Parker necks. Um, you'll find a few frets that have let go, and they're mm. coming off, so they need to be re-glued. But, um, yeah, kind of the beginning of the I, I want those frets, to be honest. Like, I don't know where they get their fret wire from, but that would really save me some time because I could just glue it straight on the fretboard without having to cut slots. That would be, yeah. I mean, there's got to be an advantage to having the slot there, though, because it, it kind of aligns the fret up, yeah. right? It's, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Probably make life a little bit easier in the long run. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine if you didn't have that slot to line the fret up, you'd have a, you'd have to spend a lot more time per fret making sure that line was perfect. Mm. Yeah. Because once it's set, oh, boy. So, yeah, you got about it's thirty seconds to like half cure, and then like if you mess up, you can maybe get it off. And what's the full cure on that? Pretty much, it's like it's thirty seconds initial cure, wipe off any like excess. Then, like a, depending on like how thick or the opacity of the glass, it's like a minute to five minutes to get it to fully cure all the way. Wow, so you're working fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do one fret at a time, hey? That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, sometimes I'll do it. Like, it depends on, like, how, like, for the upper fretboard, I kind of have to just because the way that, like, the rest, the bulb is only, it'll only reach one light. But once I get towards the bottom of the fretboard, I can get, like, two or three at a time. Bottom meaning the, like, the high frets. Yeah, the the higher frets, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. So it's one of the, you know, I never... It's not wrong to say that. It's the way you did. I just, I'm always a little unsure. Like when people say front or back pickup, I, I always get confused because I'm like, which one, which one do you consider the front and which one do you consider the back? Yeah. Because um, I, I hear people say it both ways. And same with like third or fourth string. It's like, well, do you mean the D or the G? Well, the, yeah. Technically speaking, the first string is the high E string. 
Well, yeah, I know there's a right answer there, but yeah. I just people say it both ways, so you get used to kind of having to get that clarifying conversation of like, which one do you mean? Um, yeah, and how? So okay, <laughs> so I'm trying not to just do like I feel like we're doing a very like structured interview that's not meant weird. to be structured, but we just have so many questions there are we're just trying so to hit you with many questions. <laughs> we didn't write these out. It's just like, oh yeah, right. This I want to know about that. this. <laughs> How many body shapes do you do? Because it seems like you do quite a, a couple. Um, I mean, I've got one on my website that's kind of like the main one that I've set out with. Um, but I've made two, well, I guess three others now. Um, there's one that was kind of like an offset shape. And then the first designs, that it, the first three guitars I made were kind of like a, uh, I don't like them that much, but I don't know what to call them. They're kind of a little bit different. And then now I'm working on one. It's kind of like a, I guess it's more of like a metal type guitar, like a what is it, a Dean Z or something? No, Dean. Yeah, M the, the last one like. I saw it kind of reminded me of like a Jackson KR2 or a, a, something like, like the that. Dean Z. Yeah, this uh, three points and yeah, uh, kind of a uh, inventive cross of an Explorer meets a V type. That's thing. what I was, it, 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 lends, much, it lends to Explorer for my eyes, like for my brain. It says, Oh, that kind of like resembles an Explorer sort of, but not really. So that's where I was like, which one are you talking about? Cause I don't know what a Dean Z looks like. <laughs> um, famously played by Dimebag Daryl. Right. Okay. No, no Pantera is really high on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what kind of, is it, is it a special glasses, 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 gla glass mm. types that you have to use to make what you make? No, I just use plain old, like, which is just a kneeled flow glass that you would use in like, well, I mean, it's thicker than the type that's used in windows, but it's the same kind, basically. Right. Like it might be in like a like glass coffee table, basically. Wow. It's not tempered or anything like that. So the video you have on Instagram with that sheet of glass with the the black it looks like tape around the edges, you drilled it. Is that was a tempered piece of glass? Yeah, I bought it from a junkyard that's kind of like down the street. It's called the Repurpose Project. They like pretty much just like it's like buy used and like save like the planet type deal. Um, I've gotten glass there before and it's fine, but like usually on tempered glass, there's a stamp that says it's tempered. Like, but on these pieces. There was no, I guess it either had come off or it wasn't there. So I, it was kind of just unknown. So like one piece shattered all over my workbench because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then, so then I kind of wisened up. I was like, this might be tempered too. So I taped the edges and then just kind of drilled into it. And I got pretty far, so I didn't think it was tempered at that point. Then I just like, squirted water on it and it just busted. And I was like, okay, that was unexpected, but now I know it's tempered. <laughs> So I actually jumped when I was watching, because I was watching it without sound, and I didn't really read the post. I just watched the video, and it was like, doo -doo. I was like, this is neat. Yeah, I drilling a hole in class, and then it, and then when you squirted it with the water and it popped, I actually like jumped back. Was like, oh man, yeah, I was on the phone with you. You were on the that, phone yeah. when I went to that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I think I made some like weird grunt noise because it did it tear like it scared me too because I was like, oh, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I think it's so. Oh, you, You've really been inventive with your medium. I love that you do like shattered mirror finishes or mm. mirror finishes or cracked glass finishes. Uh, it's a really cool and so unique unto you mm -hmm. thing. Um, did that start out as just you 
kind of stretching some creative muscles? Was that like a customer request type thing? No, I mean, I, I always wanted to do some kind of like shattered pattern, like ever like since I've started really. Um, and I'm now just kind of getting to the point to where I can kind of do those sort of things. Um, but yeah, there's just a t- experimentation. I mean, I like to do stuff with like that tempered glass, like make a shattered glass pattern like that. But, um, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with glass. I haven't even like scratched the surface yet. Well, you probably have scratched the surface. Uh, you used an angle grinder. Oh, yeah, I guess. It's funny. Um, I think I was, t- was I telling you about the, the uh, windows that I have out of a Brinks truck? Uh, I don't remember. I, no, okay. So I used to be a mechanic for a long time, and we parted out a Brinks truck, and some of the stuff was like just going to go to the wrecking yard after the body was like all the engine parts and the drivetrain and everything was pulled out. Um, so I got to keep to basically like coffee table, end table type of sized windows with frames and everything. And they're like, they're one inch, nine layer laminated glass. They are astronomically heavy. So the idea was to build these tables. Almost like they're meant to take bullets or something. And that was the whole point is I was actually going to shoot them with my uncle's Beretta and pop them and then put a layer of glass on top and make coffee tables out of them. So when seeing the the Dean esque looking uh, shattered kind of look made me think of that immediately. Like that's what I want to do. I want to break those <laughs> things. <laughs> so let's take it back a little bit. You get into this. You've made a few glass guitars. I got to imagine the probably the least at least the first few were you know prototypes, and then you made yourself like one or two that you liked. Yeah. At what point did you go from that to selling them? I mean, pretty much like once I got my, what did I call it, the Starlight 2 model, it was kind of like my, I guess, flagship model, I guess. Um, That was what I was trying to sell. I was doing it on Instagram. Didn't really get any sales. Like like I said before, like I don't get sales on Instagram. Um, But then I sent a neck to uh, Dale Braun and he, wanted to review it so i'm like and that pretty much got me my first sales that put me in business and that's kind of like where i'm going from now like youtube is pretty much where i get my sales and income from now oh that's interesting i um i assumed because i watched the daryl braun uh his review video of your neck i didn't um you <laughs> no, I know. slacker i know uh, <laughs> I, but i did watch the build video four times <laughs> well, I guess, um, that gives me ad revenue so thank you uh, yeah, yeah hey <laughs> great I'll, I'll keep going um i mistakenly thought now that you just revealed that information i mistakenly thought that uh you had already started um really getting into the sales and stuff by the time you sent uh, daryl a neck um no it's cool. not at that point that's that was like that was my last ditch attempt to like try to sell these things, and I was like, oh, I, I, I was almost at the point of like, okay, if this doesn't work. I'm I'm done. I have my own glass guitars. I'm gonna do what I want with it. Everyone else can just go to hell. But anyway, <laughs> it, it, finally, some people you know bought some, so I'm happy with that. Well, that's awesome. I I gotta admit, it's one of those things. Where it's just as soon as I saw it, uh, I I was just fascinated by it and uh, just instantly was like I, I want to play one of these things so yeah. bad so i really hope i get the chance someday they're 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 beautiful and completely unconventional mm-hmm. and i yeah it's it's fascinating 
Yeah, I mean, I think I need to do a little bit more on like, I guess, durability. I mean, I have a few clips that I've made over the in the past of like me like knocking the necks against stuff. They don't break, but it's like, I mean, the people who like get on my nerves are just like, you're like, oh, what if you drop it? It's like, well, you don't drop a guitar. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> what happened when you dropped that, with that your... has not stopped a yeah. single person from buying a Gibson yeah. ever yeah. <laughs> I was going to say what happened when your SG got dropped Al uh, well uh, the, I don't know because I wasn't there but the but neck was broken it was definitely broken yep. yeah, every single it's funny it does not even take much of a drop to snap a headstock like that it's nope. so we had to think of the amount of pressure they're under and, and, and it, it would be no different I think in this case I mean I mean, it's you a drop guitar. a violin and a trumpet, uh, like any delicate instrument, it's going to break. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, I have clips of me like standing on the necks of my brass. I watched okay, those, I watched that. It's a little like, huh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I was like, Al, he's standing on it. What is this? It's like my brain is just on fire trying to figure out how this is happening. My, <laughs> my entire existence tells me this should not happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, they're delicate in some ways, but not in others. I mean, yeah, if you drop it on some concrete, it's going to shatter. It's it's going to break. I'm sorry. But they're not just going to, like, fall apart in your hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's really cool. Do you... um? Do you find so I'm just so curious about like the tonality. Yeah. Do you find they're brighter? Do they do they sustain longer? Is there sustain's got to be crazy? What's the what's the difference here? Because uh, glass is used in a lot of instruments. There's like, uh, what was that thing Benjamin Franklin invented it? I think it was it was straight up like a, you, a spinning glass spinning series of glass discs that water they dipped into water at the bottom of a trough and then the person rubbed the glass discs as they spin and it yeah i don't even actually want to look up what that's called <laughs> i know i don't know what i it's think called. i look i don't know if it's a, that's a glass oh, some kind of phone something phone yeah, glass like something. a franklophone or something like i don't know something, something like that yeah um but you know there's literally people just play glasses just crystal glasses mm -hmm. that's just an instrument unto itself just with water in them that's it that's the yep. way that's the instrument so i mean and when we know that when you knock on a a glass or on a window painter, there's a there's a there's a sound there's a resonance there it's yep. a very resonant material so was that part of the motivation at all or do you did you try and tune your instruments um to accommodate that or is it just a happy kind of medium and no i mean it's like kind of like whatever sound comes out i mean i have no idea about like the physics of like what the shape would make the sound what sound it would create or whatever but i have noticed there's some interesting like harmonics that kind of go on because i have my strat like it's the same pickup same position and i kind of compare the two sometimes like with my other with my glass full body glass guitars i'm um, just trying to compare the sound and i need to make a video of that too but um the sustain is obviously it's notes just tend to ring out much longer and it's it's not brighter the glass is um it's actually a much like warmer deeper tone it's kind of counterintuitive yeah, That's interesting. Well, I wonder. Yeah, now my brain's spinning some more. Um, it, maybe that's to do because it's they're full hollow, so you're not getting the sustain of a solid block. You're getting that warm tone of a hollow. Possibly, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. That's, 
My, I mean, this, none of this actually long. makes sense in my mind. Like, <laughs> my my I brain just keeps going like, oh, I could. I love get it. One made with stained glass pieces. <laughs> and you could, burp, 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 burp. I just. Oh gosh, these yeah. are like I, we try really hard not to totally <laughs> fanboy over stuff, but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sold on the concept here. These look amazing. The, the The demo videos you put up on YouTube are phenomenal. They sound incredible. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I really enjoy them. Um, Thank you. Yeah, your YouTube channel is very, <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I gotta do some more on it, but I don't know. The algorithms kind of—it's hard to get. I don't. I don't even understand YouTube really. Uh, I don't either, my friend. Um, I mean, well, our primary focus for our social media outreach is definitely Instagram. Um, uh, it's a little. It's a it's a, it's a little easier, I think, than YouTube, but you got to go where your audience is as well, too. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so how many, uh, you know, how many necks and 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 full guitars do you make a year? Do you do you have an average yet, or do you do you want to? No, I don't really have. I don't have an average yet. I mean, it's let's see. When did I send a guitar? And I think in August. That's when I got started. Um. I mean, I'm actually doing a bass neck and a bass guitar for some other, for two other people who were interested. Um, but I don't have that on my website yet. But I did see a picture of it. I thought it looked like yeah, that was like I built a prototype. Like pretty much, I told them like, okay, give me like a hundred dollars down, then I'll see if I can make it happen. Because I, I get a lot of emails where people are like, oh, I want this and that, and like, but they don't really want to pay for it. So I'm like, okay, if you give me a hundred bucks, then I'll make a prototype, whatever. And then it's, you know, 3,500 after that. So, you know, I got people to pay for it and then I built a prototype and they're like, okay. And then they paid for the base. So now I'm going to be doing that. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. So was that a fretless? Technically, yes. I mean, I just didn't have like, fretless. yeah, I mean, I'm going to, it's going to have a fretboard eventually. Or actually that one, I don't even have that one anymore. But um, it's gonna. I'm gonna have fretboards on them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that was just kind of like a proof of concept. Like, okay, is this thing gonna? Because I was just worried about like the neck is a lot longer, so I was just a little bit worried about like, is it gonna be structurally sound? Did you did you go a little thicker with it for the bass, or did you kind of just stick to your guns and kind of? Is the string uh, tension as high? What well, yeah, on a bass? Yeah, it's pretty high. I don't know the. Exact. Yeah, I think I've, it's a little bit thicker, but um, I'm trying to like not go too thick, not, not like baseball that thick, but it, it'll be a little bit thicker. Do you think? Uh, could you do a glass fretless? Yeah, well, like I think I almost had someone. They were in Germany, though. That's why I didn't like end up going with it because um, just international shipping. Um, they wanted something like with a guitar body that I wasn't familiar with and they asked me oh can you make it compatible and I'm like unless I have the body and like and I can test the neck I'm not gonna build mm-hmm. it you know what I mean because I gotta fit it and make sure there's nothing weird going on but um I mean a fretless it's just like pretty much just like I don't really I don't even have to radius the fretboard really it's just gonna be flat and I guess that, that's what I'm curious about is um is there a likelihood of the I mean, I assume there would be some scoring eventually if you're using, uh, like, round-wound strings or something like that. Um, but do you think, uh, 
the longevity of the fretboard could take um, metal strings being pressed into it and played like that, like for hours and hours and hours? I mean, or, or like, what would that? Glass is, I mean, harder than most metals anyway, so I don't think it would be any problem at all. Okay. I see. I didn't know that. I, I don't That's know. Why you a need di- diamonds to cut it? Yeah, you could take a razor blade to like your window, and nothing would happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I didn't think about it. I mean, I use razor blades to clean glass all the time, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I don't that's all the questions. Stuff, I know, you know, man, like I, I know. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying really hard to ask intelligent questions <laughs> and poignant, pertinent stuff that really makes for unique and wonderful interview and makes us all look like rock stars. But I don't know much about glass. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next that you build for replacement stuff. Like if someone was to order like a Strat or a Tele, that would be pretty common. Um, do you have any other like necks that you have templates for, for say something else that's got a different neck pocket? Um, Not yet. Um, I mean, the bolt-ons for like the Strats and the Tellies are pretty, they're like the most common. So I mean, I just haven't really, well, if it, I have a PV body that I've put a glass neck on and if they're compatible with those, like a PV Raptor body, that's was my wife's and it's now kind of like it's not in pieces but it's <laughs> i've done stuff to it my wife had a guitar and we sold it so because <laughs> i didn't like it she never learned to play it that, that so sounds like an alpha <laughs> this isn't a good guitar honey we need to get rid of it <laughs> well i think that makes sense though i mean like the 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 telly and strat neck pocket shapes have they're almost like the usb of of the guitar bolt-on world that's just everybody uses them now um you know there's a few manufacturers that make some notable exceptions but um you you know i think if you're talking about people who are interested in well people who are interested in buying a glass alternative neck or even glass replacement neck um, that's going to be kind of the quote unquote parts caster market. And that's exactly you're, you're bang on there. You know, it's a, it's a tele neck pocket or it's a strat neck pocket, or it's a P base neck pocket. There's, that's just the way. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> so shielding, uh, do you, yeah. do, you, do you find it, um, do you, what's glass like for, for electronic shielding? There you go. Intelligent question. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't really noticed much like interference. I mean, like with the mirrored ones, I mean, I don't know exactly what coating it is, but I'm sure it's some kind of like reflective material. Um, but I don't get too much home really. Just kind of like, do you, uh, do you do the traditional, like, do you, do you paint shielding paint in the pockets or do you just kind of let it ride and let it be clear? And No, I just kind of let it hang out there. I need to kind of clean up how I'm, which I am going to clean up how I do the wiring in my full glass guitars. It just needs to be like, I guess people have suggested either conduit, like material or some kind of like, I don't know, braided coating. Yeah, is, is, is there a way to do kind of like twisted pairs or something like that? That's not going to create some adverse effect. I don't know. It's, it's all stuff. I, would... I mean, there is shielded wire out there, but if you're yeah. using uh, most pots, for example, are not shielded. They're just an electronic component. Which basically turns them into an antenna. Yeah. 
So it's it's an interesting thing because I know if you know I've had unshielded guitars. Well, I still have at least one unshielded guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, in the wrong place, they can be quite noisy. Yeah, it's one thing I didn't do to my Aria too when I put it all back together. I meant to get some shielding tape in there, yeah, or some, some paint, paint or something. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell because like, I'm, I've lived in places that I just have like really bad like electricity, like the wiring. So it's like, I don't know if the hum is coming from the guitar, the amp, the house. I don't, yeah. so I'm just like, I, I don't know how to, if my shielding's bad or if just my electricity is terrible. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, it can be a number of factors, right? How do you, how do you pin it down? So how, how far and wide have your necks and your guitars traveled? Um, I just sent one to Japan. Um, let's see. And then, well, someone in California, Miami, New York. Those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> so mostly U.S. so far. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, was, that's that's the bulk of the guitar market for the world, I think. So. Yeah, it was kind of cool sending one to Japan, though. It's kind of cool to set just one of my necks chilling out there. Yeah, <laughs> that is super rad. Um, so how do you... Is it hard to do the process of making sure uh, that your neck is true and has the right amount of um, bow for playability, but otherwise is I guess how much level and like because you don't have truss rods, you can't have a truss rod in there. That would be asking for trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it's pretty much like what I do is like you know I I level it, put it on the, a guitar and like kind of string it up and just kind of test to see if there are any kind of problem areas if i need to spot level a fret i'll do that just kind of depends on the situation is there a is there a ton of deflection like can you get any deflection out of a glass neck when it's like between it's like static state and then it's like it's loaded state with strings on it you get a lot of deflection or no? Do you mean I, movement or? Yeah, like movement. If, if does there it... is, it's very minuscule. I, I think there's like a, something I posted on Instagram a long time ago, like me like bending a, a glass guitar. Like I kind of changed the pitch. Like you can kind of bend it a little bit, but it's not to any significant degree. Mm, so no neck bends when you're playing. Mm. No. And, and I wouldn't recommend doing it either. I just do it because <laughs> I can. Um. So you're kind of, uh, you're designing, would you, are they perfectly level? And you're kind of, um, the intention is the bridge saddles and the nut do all of the adjusting for string height and action and playability? Or do you kind Yeah, pretty of, much. Okay. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, classical guitars, I mean, they don't have truss rods because, I mean, the string tension isn't enough to bend the neck. I mean, there's really, I mean, technically there's nothing wrong with a completely flat neck you don't have to have bow i mean people i guess it just depends on who you talk to i don't know some people think that straight necks are good some people think that you need a little bow in there i guess it just depends on a little bit on preference i don't know well and i think uh if you have a completely straight neck then you also have to have um frets that are dressed and stuff properly to allow for good play all the way up and down the neck Mm mm-hmm yeah. Very little. So, I, mean, I, guess error, I, do, I guess. I mean, I lower the, what are they, what we call them, the high frets. I kind of like, I'll lower them a little bit more than I do the upper frets. So you do, okay. So you do kind of, um, 
uh, a fade away from like the 12th fret beyond kind of a thing or yeah a little bit usually i kind of like just grind away a little bit more crazy that's smart (laughs) It's the uh, it's all the little like detail things that had to go into the process to make them like playable for one because you just can't use any any typical guitar building techniques really it's all one off you've designed and developed your own system here to create something completely unique and incredible and I'm I'm just blown away by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I still so can't like, believe that I did it anyway. Yeah, like, um, like Al was saying, you know, we would, him and I have been, we've been, uh, what do you, you kind of relate us to the very close ancestors to the great apes or descendants of great apes. <laughs> I go back and forth. I yeah, yeah. refer to us as, uh, uh, um, as, you know, we're not far from our monkey ancestors. Yeah. And I also talk about our lizard brains a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we would definitely, I, I could definitely see myself going, you know, I don't feel like this is something I can accomplish. And to see it accomplished and to see it played is is it just, it's kind of boggling a little bit. Um, I, I just can't even express how interesting this is. Yeah, I mean, like when I started out, I didn't think, I didn't know if it was going to be possible. I was just kind of like, well, I'm just going to give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Oh, awesome. Well, well done, man. So, <laughs> how many of your own guitars do you have, and uh, what else do you have in your collection? Hmm. Um, I mean, I've got my first one. I've got. Don't have my second one anymore because I wanted to see if I could take the bridge off of it by using a hammer, and that didn't work. Pretty much, just like glass is just stuck to it. There was just no salvaging it. But oh. <laughs> there's there's no way to like uh, break down the adhesive. You know, like there's no, no, there's no solvent for that. Nope, I've tried and then failed and just broke. I mean, it was the second one I made. I wasn't too attached to it, so I was just like, I'm gonna see if I can get a part off. Because I mean, the, the bridge was like eighty bucks, so I was like, and at that point, I was like, any money I could save, I want to save. But um, no, that bridge was not useless, and I broke a guitar. Um, third one I still have. Uh, fourth one I tried to make a removable control plate for it. And, and drilling into it, um, ended up cracking the top plate. So basically, lesson is don't. Once a guitar is finished, don't don't take it apart. Do anything to it. <laughs> don't drill into it. Once it's done, it's done. Because like it, it sucks. Like I mean, like I drilled a hole like into like the top plate to put a because I'm gonna put a screw, and like the drill just like kind of like it popped through the glass, but like the drill hit the top plate and just cracked it. And I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that sucks it is a, it is an all or nothing medium man. yeah <laughs> pretty that, much yeah that, that's what seems like the most daunting thing about it is it's like any major foul up along the way and it's it can't be a guitar you know yeah one, once they're built they're fine like they're structurally sound nothing's really going to happen to them unless you like you know hit them against a rock wall but building them yeah it's when I'm like prone to damaging them because mm-hmm. the pieces are just like smaller they're easier to chip and break yeah that's crazy that's <laughs> you must uh you, you got some nerves to you man yeah uh you, you you gotta have a certain amount of calm and, and really have a harness on your chi to be steady while working through uh 
60, 80 hours of creating an instrument and uh, not getting stressed out. They're like, oh, if I slip up with the angle grinder, that's... Yeah. I think that would, yeah, probably, that would end it for me, I think. The first one that I was like, well, that just was, you know, 100 hours of my life that is now garbage. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I did. That would be so hard. I did break a, let's see, a, a neck that I, I was, it was done. It was 99% completed. And like, I had to like, I was putting some epoxy in the heel hole. That's how I put the screws in. And I drilled a pilot hole, didn't drill it big enough. So I was screwing it in to put it on the guitar, but I didn't have a big enough pilot hole. And it just like cracked out the heel and i was like okay that entire neck is garbage now now i gotta start from scratch oh yeah see that, so that, that that would be devastating that yeah crazy wow that is uh yeah that is a heartbreaking yeah i used a different epoxy so it was like harder than i was expecting and i was like ah that kind of sucked Craziness. do you have a favorite one that you've uh, done so far or are you kind um, of like guess, every the most recent one is always the most favorite one because you're kind of yeah, improving everything. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a true luthier. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh. And you've you've got other other instruments other than your glass that you've built yourself? Um, I mean I've got my strat. Um it was it just a made in Mexico strat that I bought like I think like four or five years ago, something like that. Um that's like my only other guitar, but now that I build them, I don't really feel like buying them anymore. And I don't see a point. Mm. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's great logic. <laughs> can't argue with that. I can, I can just build, okay, if, oh, I can buy a guitar. I can just build whatever guitar that I feel like building. I don't know. Well, you did, okay. I mean, I'm going to challenge you a little here because you did say you've never built one out of wood. So if you're dreaming about, uh, something made of mahogany yeah but i don't dream of that man <laughs> <laughs> i was like Jeez, I, 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 I'm, I'm a glass guy I, I, I just don't, wood doesn't do it and one i just don't i don't really like woodwork to be honest okay. it's <laughs> it, fair enough so here's here's a question uh, this brings up another question um glass has got to be tough on the skin if you like working with small slivers and and dust and all this stuff from glass i mean how much of that do you pick up in your skin if you're not gloved up and and you know it's, there's got to be that inherent danger as well i mean i mean it's a somebody, glass piece of glass in the eye is pretty devastating i mean i always wear safety goggles so i haven't had any <laughs> glass in the eye yet you know it's not gonna be having a um, hovering above the uh dremel with his eyeballs exposed. no but it's even even in your skin like it i know like just doing firewood, I got full of slivers and glasses. You know, you break a glass in the kitchen, and six months later, you pick up a piece. Uh, you know about it right away. So it's like, how much of that do you have to contend with when working with this stuff? I mean, I usually occasionally I'll get like a piece like in my hand. I, I don't know. I just try to sweep it away for the most part. But I mean, sometimes it happens. Just kind of like pull it out and then put a bandaid on, keep going. Yeah. Do you um, use but, like a dust collection type of system like you would with woodworking when you're using kind of like the angle grinder to radius a fretboard or something like that? The thing's got to make a, a quite the cloud. No, just, no, I just let the dust go everywhere. I, I don't know how to control it. And honestly, like people think it's like really dangerous, but so there's like, okay, people think like silicosis or whatever, um, but glass is not crystalline silica. It's amorphous. So therefore, it's not going to destroy your lungs. 
this is the biologist in me talking because I do have some like you know background, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. But everyone tells me, "Oh, your lungs are going to be destroyed," and I'm like, "No, it's glasses, amorphous in structure. The molecular structure is not crystalline, so it's not like drilling into concrete where you have to wear like a full respirator and like it's going to destroy your lungs. It's different." I know it's counterintuitive because you think glass dust means sharp things in your lungs, but it's just, it's not. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that, that would, would have been, have, uh, that's kind of where the question came from. Is like, how much inherent danger is there for your health? I mean, it irritates the sciences. That's about it. <laughs> my, my buddy who worked at the, uh, the window factory, one of the first weeks on his, on the job, um, he was just, just cutting panes out for, for frames all day long. Uh, Cause it was a big commercial place. They, you know, any, seven-story apartment that was built in the area or whatever. It was like they got all people get all their windows made from this place. So he was yeah. often just cutting squares of glass all day long and little shards are everywhere. And one of those first weeks on the job, just out of habit, uh, he came back from uh, a break or the bathroom or something, didn't have his gloves on. And uh, just, <laughs> you know, we all have that habit of like, there's something on the table. You just wipe it off real quick. Yep. So he just reached over to his work table that he was working on and did one wipe with his hand across his area and just like, ah, <laughs> he lifted his hand up. just full He came home from work that day and, and just his whole hand was bandaged. And I was like, what the crap did you do? And he's like, oh, dude, let me tell you. <laughs> and he's like, and, there, and he, he never got them all out. You can't get them all no. out. It's, it felt real bad for him that day. <laughs> No, the slippers, it's not too bad, really. I mean, like, the angle grinder grinds it up to, like, basically just, like, a powder, like, kind of weird. It's not sharp at all. Um, the only shards that I deal with is when I'm, like, cutting, like, the bodies and stuff like that. Just kind of shrapnel goes everywhere when I break pieces out. Yeah, that's good. That's, mm. I, I, that's, I think that's probably more what my, my poor buddy was dealing with because uh, yep. that's probably the only part of the process that's relatable to window building. Um. It's clever, man. It's really, really clever what you're doing. Um, so because of the, the way you're made, you have to kind of approach making the necks with the angle grinder like that. Um, the, the neck itself and the fretboard have a cloudy kind of look to them and the, the body yeah. and the headstock have a very clear look. Um, do you think there's a way that you can make a totally transparent neck? I, I got to think there's people that have that pester, pester you about that fairly often. It would it's yeah it's possible it would take a very very long time and a ton of like sanding belts and stuff like that um i don't have much interest in doing it right now just because i mean it would take like just a ton of effort and work to get that like buff, to buff everything out and um playing on the completely like clear like neck it, it's sticky so like i kind of like to leave it a little mm. uh opec because it gives it almost like a powdery kind of feel it's mm. pretty nice it's smooth and slick and i like the way it feels when playing and then the fretboards to polish those out that would take a long time because the grinder does kind of like leave some grooves in there i mean i polish it up enough to where it doesn't you can't feel it but right no i yeah it's gotta be out. what so what about i mean i don't know if you <laughs> I, I'm going to ask a dumb question or two eventually, and this might be one of them. What about forging a glass neck, like like casting it? I don't know how to do that. I mean, 
I, th- I thought about it when I was first starting. Like, okay, maybe I can make a kiln and like just cast yeah. everything. But I mean, there's also like one consideration was like when you do that, like you lose like the strength of the glass. So like when you buy like glass from a glass shop, it goes through like all this quality control. It's like cooled at a certain rate. It's mm-hmm. very controlled. So I was like, I want that in my guitars to have like a you know high quality glass. It's fairly strong. But if I melted it down and cooled it at an uncontrolled rate, it would be pretty fragile. Mm. What about something like, uh, I mean, I guess the question I have is how much of working with the glass is, is all about feel? And like, could you go to something like eventually down the road when money is is flowing and you're a rich person? Uh, <laughs> 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 but going to something like CNC or or something like that, is that a possibility or... You know, it's because, not off the table, but I. The investment don't. would be quite huge, but um, would that streamline your process enough to make it worthwhile? I don't know. Jurassic Park is now on Netflix, so I just watched him. Like you know, the scene where he says, "Like a few years we won't have to dig anymore," and then Doctor Grant says, "Well, where's the fun in that?" Yeah. That's kind of my philosophy. It's like, where, well, where's the fun? And like, if I just have all these pieces cut for me, where's the, there's no, it's, that's not fun. Uh, I, I mean, I like doing it. So, I mean, that's kind of, I, can I don't really want that. to do yep. uh, That's a great answer, man. That's a good, yeah, that's a dang good <laughs> That's answer. a craftsman's answer. Man, my brain just keeps running with all the neat things you could do. Like you could, you know, if you use colored glass, black glass, or a uh, mirrored piece of glass for the fretboard only. <laughs> just, well, yeah, that's something I definitely want to do. That's cool. I mean, at that point, I guess. the thing I won't do is I won't do LEDs. Like people always say, "Oh, put some LEDs." I can't bring, but it's just it's too gimmicky. I don't like it. Yeah, I hear you. I I gotta admit, uh, I would probably. Yeah, but you're a troglodyte. I am a tro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've built guitars with LEDs in them. So. <laughs> yeah, I shake my head at you. <laughs> but I would, you know, I would suggest to those people that uh, LED kits aren't hard to work with. You could probably just install your own. Good luck to yeah, your the glass like guitar. Hey man, what a person does with their guitar yeah. after they buy it is is up to them. Cheesier, smart or not? Yeah, I'm up, yeah, it's up to you. If they wreck it, then they have to buy a new one. That's yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so when are we going to see the first Morningstar double neck? Yikes. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> 45 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm doing that one. Alex, dude, um, I... I'm so excited. I'm so glad you came on the show, man. You, from the very first second I, I saw your Instagram, I, I wanted to have you on the show. And then the, uh, within that first week, Daryl Braun's video came across my field of vision. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was an interrelated thing or not, but I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show and I'm so, so grateful you came on. Um, well, thanks for having me. Oh man. It was a genuine pleasure for mm-hmm. us. It was, you know, we always want to find unique and different things. And it's it's not often that we find something this unique and and incredibly like cool. As far as I know, you're the only glass guitar maker in the world. There's I've googled it. There's like maybe like five others who have at least done it in the past. But yeah, I've looked and like it's I'm kind of lonely to be honest. I wish <laughs> else doing it. We need to find Alex a girlfriend. No, <laughs> he's married. I know. I got a wife. Yeah, I was kidding. I was. I was 
She, you just took my Casper. That is literally just, my function here. Just kidney it's scab. Just my a, joke, it's man. just a kneecap. Everything <laughs> you try to do. <laughs> That's the show dynamic. Yeah, it's my job description. Uh, well, Alex, um, where where can people best find you? Where do you where do you you know where's the best place to send you weird DMs about guitars and stuff? Or um, usually emails. My the best way to get to me, and I'll respond to that depending on the request, I suppose. Um, I do get a lot of weird emails sometimes. I don't know. Just people. I don't, there are a lot of weirdos out there, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you do live in Florida, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, YouTube comments, not so much. People are just mean to me on there. They're, just, uh, they're, yeah. they're mean. The comment sections like- are, that is, okay, listen. Casper called me a troglodyte. Yeah. The comment I call, sections I said it in, a, in a loving like, way. Yeah, the comment <laughs> sections are where, like, the the pulsating slime that fell off the unwashed butt crack of lizard people wow goes to thrive Man, that's that what that's what the comment sections are yeah. I, I mean some of it's like just weird and i'm like oh man i don't want to deal that's that's really out there i don't know what you're talking about but some of it's nice but some of it's just like dude this is kind of weird <laughs> so okay so your website is the best place to find your like for for emailing you is, is yeah that- website if you like a legit inquiry email me um you can DM me on Instagram. I might get to it. You know what I mean? Okay. But, so, um, so just for our listeners, morningstarglassguitars.com. That's the website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Instagram is at morningstarglassguitars. Uh, are mm-hmm. you on Facebook? Should we, is there a Facebook? We should... Yeah, but I don't use it. It just, I think it exists because I have to have it for my Instagram, like business page yep. thing okay <laughs> so, the so it exists but i don't look at it so it's not a good way to contact me okay so through email through the website is best um yeah you should you should really check and check them out uh dear listeners and I, we cannot recommend the youtube videos oh, yeah. enough <laughs> totally. they are fascinating check out uh check out his build videos in particular those are the best um and if you want to stretch yourself out a little bit there's uh clips of of alex standing on one of his necks two feet just all of his weight on yeah i can't even watch it it's it freaks me out (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh, as previously mentioned there's uh there's a video that uh, daryl braun guitar put out um testing out one of alex's necks as well which was uh it's uh, fun to watch a very daryl braun video (laughs) so well dude um Thanks so much for coming on the show. We we love what you're doing. Uh, if Casper and I ever stumble into bundles of money, um, I know at least I will be uh, in line for for one of your guitars. I don't know, Casper. Yeah. I don't want to speak for you, buddy. I presumed you probably would too. Just make it out like I don't like it, and I just hate that. You're such a. Uh, <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, they're fantastic. I would be afraid to play one personally, but they look like they can take a beating. Uh, from what I've seen you do with them, it's crazy. Yeah, I guess I just need to do some more like a durability test. I don't know. Yeah, because I got I get people that are why well, they're afraid. I mean, glasses scary at first, but I guess I'm desensitized at you know, this point. I get yeah. I've dro- I've dropped glass before and it explodes. So it's like, <laughs> but I've but, dropped things I thought were gonna glass things I thought were gonna just shatter and they just yeah, like make bounce. a clunking sound and that's it. <laughs> just this is so incredible. Anyways, yeah, we we love the guitars. We're so grateful to have you on the show, man. Um and. Uh, 
we we hope to we'll have to have you back on again sometime down the road just to see where you're at yeah no problem uh and uh dear listeners this is our last regular we're this is the this will be the second last episode you hear this year when this episode comes yep. out yep the episode after this we're working on something kind of special um i'm not going to blow the surprise about that but we're, we're working on trying to do a special thing so hopefully it happens the uh, last episode of 2020 if not it'll be a very fun early 2021 episode but yeah. uh yeah so stay tuned for that uh and thanks for listening to the culture guitarist <laughs>